Hello, listeners, and welcome to High Beam. This is Grace of The Common Theme, and of course, my voice sounds a little funky because why would I ever record when I have my whole voice? Um, I am in my car as usual, not on I-5, luckily, but rather tootling around town. So if you hear me pause to yell at other drivers, I apologize. Um, anyways, what I wanted to talk about today, um, on my blog, The Common Theme, I just finally released another article. Um, it had been a hot sec since I had written one and I was starting to feel like, oh my gosh, am I ever going to get back into this? Blah, 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 blah. And really what happened is that I came across something that was so egregious and made me so fighty that I couldn't not write about it. So, um, the topic of this article, which I encourage you all to read, um, you can find it on my blog, the common theme, T H I E M E.com. And anyways, it's, um, about USCIS and an intentionally misleading study that they put out, um, a couple weeks ago, like two weeks ago, I think obviously I'm driving, so I'm not looking at my numbers, so I won't be able to give you the exact, exact stats on this, but I wanted to just kind of walk you through like the basics of it. Um, basically, so I still am subscribed because I worked for an immigration attorney. Um, I'm still subscribed to the like USCIS listserv, whatever emails. And, um, we got one, uh, a couple weeks ago that was about USCIS releases this new report about, uh, DACA recipients with criminal records. And I was like, nah, this is going to be fucked up. I can already tell. Uh, and sure enough, um, the art, the email itself begins with this like italicized headline. That's like offenses include murder, rape, and weapons charges or something. And, um, murder and rape were definitely on there and assault charges maybe. Anyways, it's italicized. It's right at the beginning. And you're like, Whoa, that's aggressive. And basically, basically the whole email is them being like DACA requesters are criminals. Um, they give a bunch of stats, apparently 12% of all DACA requesters, um, have a criminal record and well, let me, we'll get, we'll get to that. But anyways, um, and the whole tone is just like so nasty. And I have always been a really strong Ken Cuccinelli hater. Ken Cuccinelli is the acting director of USCIS. Um, when he got appointed, I guess by Trump, um, I wrote a whole article about that too. I was like, this guy is terrible. Like we do not need him running our immigration system. I was still working for the attorney at that point, And I was like, fuck, this is going to suck. Sure enough. It sucked. Um, he's made things a lot worse. Anyways, I like to say, I told you so because I was right. Um, and anyways, so he, in this email is quoted as being like, we're obligated to continue or accepting DACA's because of the mistakes of the previous administration, blah, 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 blah. So it's pretty clear that like, if it were up to him, he wouldn't be accepting these at all. And then also, as you may or may not be aware, um, the Supreme court is set to hear the DACA stuff like soon, like it might've been decided. It's like being heard right now. Um, and so it's brought all this stuff kind of back up to the national attention. And I think in light of that, ICE put out a statement that was basically like, if the Supreme Court rules that DACA is unconstitutional, we're going to start deporting DACA recipients. Um, and they were pretty like aggressive about it. And so I think that the timing of this report 
really was to justify that future action. I think that they're anticipating that DACA will be ended and that they were like, we need to get the public on our side. And so by releasing this report that semi-falsely claims that DACA recipients are all criminals, um, that kind of gives them a good justification for eventually deporting people. Um, so anyways, back to the study itself though. The main issue with this study is that they only cite arrest records. And it bothers me because I know that they could have gotten other information and yet they chose to only use arrest records. Arrest records are problematic for a variety of reasons. One, um, black and brown kids especially, but people in general, are statistically more likely to be arrested regardless of whether they're guilty or not than their white counterparts. Um, and so you're without kind of like, uh, accounting for that bias, you're just using a bias sample. Like, yeah, black and brown kids are more likely to be arrested. That doesn't mean they're more likely to be guilty, but they're more likely to be arrested. And then that sort of brings me to my second, really the main, main problem with this, which is that an arrest record is not an indication of guilt. So just because you've been arrested doesn't mean that you are guilty, right? Um, and they don't ever put anywhere, like, any of the conviction rates. So it's not like they're like, oh, these people have been arrested this many times, and they were guilty this percentage of them. It's just these people have been arrested this many times without ever saying whether they were guilty or not. So really, it's like, I don't know. I think it's just a useless statistic. Like, okay. Like, I could have been arrested for something that I didn't do, you know? Like, I, there's zero... That is, like, literally not an indication of any kind of guilt. And so, I don't know. I think that, like, I know they could have found those stats. They have access to all the criminal databases. So it's not like they couldn't give you that information. They just chose not to because it makes it look worse. And that, that like, intentional manipulation of facts really, really, really deeply, deeply bothers me. And like, that's what made me write this article is I was like, that's really slimy and underhanded. So I think that like, it's important to recognize that when you're reading studies that like, not every study is giving you like good information. Like, yeah, all the information that they give you in the study is true, but the picture it's painting is false. So it's, it's an interesting, weird thing. And like, yeah, they're not lying, but they are misleading the public. So I don't know that really like the whole situation just makes me mad. (laughs) Honestly. Um, I think that, oh, also (laughs) going back to our original email thing, one of the stats that they cite in there is the 12%, 12% of DACA recipients have an arrest on their record, which like, or DACA requesters pardon, which first of all, DACA requesters with an arrest record, only like 10.4% of them are accepted. So already it's like they give you the stats for everyone, but they're only accepted, like only 10.4% of those people are actually going to receive their DACA. Um, and so they like, don't ever really make that clear. And then also, um, the national average is 30%, 30% of adults have an arrest at least one. So really like DACA kids are arrested about half as often as the rest of the population. I always call them kids. A lot of them are actually like adults, but you know, um, 
anyways, and so, like, that really, really bothers me that you have this, like, they cite this 12% as if that's, like, a lot, but really that's less than half of the national average, and, uh, it just, yeah, it makes me so fighty. Also, I'm currently stopped at a construction zone, and I am irritated, um, but anyways, so, yeah, reading all that, just, like, I already knew some of those stats about, like, national arrest records and just, like, in general, like, I, I knew that they, DACA kids are actually less likely to get in trouble than other people because they have to be, like, you know, and, um, anyways, but then, wow, this is a really long construction zone, um, but then reading all that, just, like, ugh, it just really pissed me off, so, anyways, um, I guess my, like, overall point to this is, like, don't believe everything you read, and then also recognize that the the national narrative about immigration right now is pretty fucked up. Like, just in general, like, we already knew that Trump was willing to say whatever he needed to say in order to, I don't know, make immigrants look bad and turn public opinion against them. Like, that's that whole rapist and murderers thing, right? And um, I think that this is really just an extension of that sort of, like, fear-mongering policy. And, like, fear-mongering is just... I don't know. It's, like, really it just feels really slimy and underhanded to me. And like, I obviously like, I don't expect anything better from this administration, but like every time it happens and especially when it happens this blatantly, it just like, it just makes me sad. I don't know, especially because I've worked with these populations. It's like, I don't, wow, those people were waving at me so aggressively. Anyways, because I've worked with these populations and like, I've done a lot of DACA renewals. I've done a lot of stuff. And so I've seen, like, I've, I don't know, I've seen these people, like, go through this whole process, and it sucks, and it's hard, and our immigration system is, like, not easy to get through, and, like, it's already pretty restrictive, like, you have to have the money, and you have to have the, you know, and you have to have someone to actually help you fill it out, like, someone has to speak English, the forms are in English, you know, like, there's just so many barriers already, and then to also have this additional, like, hatred pressure like just this really overwhelming negative attitude it just like uh it just really really gets my goat you know um anyways so this is as always like pretty fucking rambly but I just I wanted to give you guys some context about that and then also like really point you to my article because I do a much better job explaining it um all written down and also like I'm always trying to drive people to my blog I think that I think what I'm doing is cool and important I don't know um uh, <laughs> I know there's a lot of other people probably doing this better than me but you know it's it makes me feel better about myself and about the political climate that I'm like able to say something and like if even one person reads my stuff and is like you know what she's right then like I've done something right so anyways I um I just pulled into my driveway and I I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to this if you've listened this far you've really made it through um I hope that as I continue to do these they'll get a little bit more cohesive professional I don't know Um, if you have any thoughts about topics I should cover either on the blog or on here, um, I am so open to suggestions. Oh, someone's texting me and it's making my phone vibrate. Um, anyways, but until then I'm working on my next article, trying to figure out kind of what direction to go. Um, I want to talk about 
Trump's agricultural bailouts because that's something that affected people in my region. Um, and like did not really get talked about that much, even though it was like a shocking amount of money. Um, so I want to talk about that. And then I also, I'm really interested in, I don't know, there's like some weird like privacy stuff going on right now. Um, and facial recognition stuff. I was listening to the daily and listening to their coverage of it. And I was like, fuck. Um, and that kind of got me thinking about other things. So anyways, I, We'll see what I end, what my next project ends up being, but I will for sure record another episode for you once I know. Um, and until then, I just, I hope that you listen critically, stay sane during all this primary madness. Um, and just, yeah, yeah. Stay critical. Keep thinking. Ugh, it's such a mess out there. I really... Yeah, it's been stressful. I feel like this beginning of this year has been really hard. Like, just really, so much has happened, and this Democratic primary is starting to get kind of nasty because we're kind of barreling down towards the end. And that's that's stressful. That that really gets me. It makes me, I don't know, I don't know. The divisiveness of it is like, just makes me uncomfortable. Got all cringy. So, anyways, um, thanks for bearing with me. And I will be back soon once I have new things to say. And yeah, I hope you have an absolutely glorious day. It's sunshine and blue skies here. So I'm going to go sit in the backyard with a book and try and forget (laughs) about everything. So anyhow, um, thanks so much for being here. And I will catch you next time. All right. I hope you have a great rest of your day. I'm going to sign off like I'm, I don't know, finishing a voicemail. (laughs) Anyways, over and out.